0: Good morning. It is Wednesday, August 30th, and this is The Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. If you've just stumbled across The Commuter Devotional, or you notice that we're back after a long break, I welcome you to The Commuter Devotional. Our mission here is really simple. Three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we spend time engaging God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. We want to help you form a habit of doing this. As Christians, we realize that we cannot run our cars on yesterday's gas. We need refueled, we need refreshed, and we need God's help to do this. We look to Scripture for wisdom, for clarity, for instruction, for conviction, as we grow in our Christian faith. So Let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray and then we'll dive right into it. This is Esther chapter three, verses one through six. After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman the Agagite, the son of Hamadatha, and advanced him and set his throne above all the officials who were with him. And all the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and paid homage to Haman, for the king had commanded concerning him. But Mordecai did not bow down or pay homage. Then the king's servants, who were at the king's gate, said to Mordecai, Why do you transgress the king's command? And when they spoke to him day after day, and he would not listen to them, they told Haman, in order to see whether Mordecai's words would stand, for he had told them that he was a Jew. And when Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow down or pay homage to him, Haman was filled with fury. But he disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone. So as they had made known to him the people of Mordecai, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. Let's pray together. Lord, as we mentioned a second ago, we cannot run our cars today on yesterday's gas. We need you today. We need to see you in your word. We need your spirit to fill us. We need you to give us ears to ear, hear hear and eyes to see, and hearts to understand. Lord, we are so dependent on you. We need you for all things. Father, as we engage your word today in Esther, help us to get clarity. Help us to understand the context. Help us to understand how you are working in this story. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. All right, there's actually a lot packed into these six verses. This is passage introduces us to the main antagonist throughout the rest of the book of Esther, and that is this man haman haman we don't get many details about him except that he's an agagite the son of hamadatha and he's advanced to high up in uh, the officials of king ahazor's kingdom now a note on being an agagite i looked up at a commentary and he's able to track down something really interesting about this because i'd never heard this people group before And one commentator suggests that Haman could be a descendant of a king back in the book of Samuel named Agag, who was king of the Amalekites. This was a king that Saul had failed to kill, and that later in 1 Samuel 15, Samuel, in response to Saul's failure, hacked the king to pieces. Crazy story in the book of Samuel. Maybe we'll do a devotion through those books soon. In the, it would be really fun to do this because there's just so much f- interesting narratives in there. But nonetheless, one commentator suggests that he is a descendant of the Amalekites. And if he's a descendant of the Amalekites, this commentator contends that this hatred towards Mordecai isn't just a personal hatred, but it could run much deeper than that. It could be even a tribal hatred. We could speculate on it, but at the end of the day, King Ahasuerus tells the people, commands the people of his kingdom to pay honor to Haman. We've already seen in this book that apparently in the Persian Empire, this is something that needs to be commanded. But in our story, this is what the king asks the people to do. Now, I want to put in a note here. King Ahasuerus is not asking the people to worship Haman. They're not asking the people to treat him as a god. They're simply asking them to show him honor. But Mordecai refuses to do so. And apparently he does it pretty quietly because Haman doesn't even notice. It's some people near the king's gate who take notice that Haman re- that Mordecai refuses to pay homage to Haman. To these men, Mordecai discloses that he is a Jew. And these men decide to cause some trouble and tell Haman, and when Haman finds out that this one person is not paying him homage, he flies off the handle. And this is why I buy into this idea that it's much deeper hatred than just the fact that Mordecai didn't pay him honor. Surely, in the 127 provinces, of the people who were from Ethiopia to India, there were others who did not pay Haman homage, but he didn't fly off the handle about them, specifically about Mordecai. He didn't want to bring it before just Mordecai. He didn't want to destroy just this one guy. Instead, the entire people group. So, react much here, Haman? We've already seen this kind of reaction from Ahasuerus. Apparently, it runs deep in the Persian Empire. So, as Christians, as we look at this story and we try to figure out what's going on and getting our context and getting our bearings... How can we apply this to our lives? Well, there's at least two things going on here. Surely, you as a listener, and certainly me, are in a position where people are supposed to show us honor. For example, I'm a father. I have three kids. The Bible says that my kids are supposed to show me honor. I'm also a teacher at a school, and my students are supposed to show me honor. As sinners walking around with their little sinful hearts, there are not Always days where they show me that honor. As a Christian, is my response to fly off the handle, like Haman does here? Well, of course not. And secondly, I would contend that we're also not supposed to act like Mordecai in this story. The Lord has commanded us to show honor to certain people. In fact, Peter tells us to show honor to two specific groups, everyone and the emperor. Are we withholding honor from those who deserve it, who have been put in position by God to be honored? My friends, this is something for us to think about today. We aren't just contending with our own consciences near. Our conscience is informed by the word of God. As we go, let's consider both Haman and Mordecai, the antagonist and one of the protagonists in our story, neither of them necessarily acting the way they should be. On Wednesdays, we like to use scripture to guide our prayer. Let's pray together from Psalm 46. We pray the, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, as we come to the end of our devotion today, and we begin our day, we ask for your help. You are our refuge and our strength. Where else can we even go, Father? You are the one who protects us. You are our help in trouble. You are the one who gives our muscles energy. And so who should we fear? Today, maybe work is piling up, maybe anxiety is threatening us, maybe we have an over-demanding boss, maybe we have students who aren't going to listen to us today. Nonetheless, you are our refuge. Our hearts are at peace. They are not like the foaming waters roaring back and forth, but instead, because you are our refuge, because we are fueled by your word and your spirit, we should be at peace today. Oh, Father, help us. Help us to be a people who rest in your word, who rest in our God, who turn to you as our only refuge, not to piddly little trinkets and idols, but only to you. Father, forgive us that we are so easily swayed away to find other refuges, false hopes, and false pieces. Lord, you're the only one who can give us what we merely need. Father, as we think about Isaiah 40, what we prayed through last week, you gather your sheep into your arms and hold them close to the bosom of your chest. Father, as we think about that picture today, we know that we have a God who will do that gently, who is overflowing with love for his children. So, Father, we turn to you today on this Wednesday. Help us. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you on Friday.